I could use a volunteer if any kids out here know how to do a handstand. I would like uh, if you could volunteer for me. And if you can't do it, I can hold you upside down. But you probably need to have a shirt and pants on for that. Who do we have? All right, Tom, it's going to have to be you. No, I'm serious. All right, I, I probably need somebody else strong to come up here with me and help. Okay, so before we do this, in the beginning when Adam had no sin, he walked upright before God. After the original sin, something remarkable happened. Adam began to walk upside down. Ready? Bend over forward. It's a five hundred dollar suit. <laughs> See if he could do this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> then, then after Jesus came. He stood us upright again. Thank you. I'm so glad we couldn't find a kid. <laughs> yeah. You were behind me, otherwise I wouldn't. So I want to use that image of walking upright before God. So Adam, before he sinned, walked upright before God. After the original sin, mankind began to walk upside down, and I'll, I'll explain that. And then after Jesus came into the world and revealed himself to people and showed them the way, the truth, and the life, mankind walked upright again. So for each of these readings, I just want to kind of go through and show what that means. So in the first reading from Isaiah, we hear, the Lord says, observe what is right and do what is just. So he's saying, observe what is right, do what is just. If we do that, we will walk upright. Now, I don't know if you've noticed this about our world or society lately, but there's a lot of people that are walking upside down, telling us that they're walking right side up and that we're walking upside down. But Jesus reveals to us how to walk upright before God. And he says, even foreigners will come from all over, all who keep the Sabbath, from profanation, and hold to my covenant. So when we hold to God's covenant and keep the Sabbath, we walk upright. Right now, as all of you stand at different parts of the Mass, at the Gospel, Eucharistic prayer, we're walking upright. At least for one hour of the week, we're walking upright. And then we go out into the world, and the world is constantly trying to get us to walk upside down, trying to get us to walk contrary to God's ways. And then we hear at the end of the reading, he says, their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be acceptable on my alt altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. I like this, a house of prayer for all peoples. 
So that's what this is called here today, a house of prayer for all peoples. I was reading a commentary on this, and it said that everyone is welcome. All people are welcome. But the commentary said that all ideas are not welcome. All beliefs are not welcome. All people are welcome, but all beliefs are not welcome. So there is something that we're saying here when we come to Mass on Sunday, especially when we profess the creed, that we believe something to be true. And so people will sometimes, I'm sure you encounter them throughout the week, that are walking upside down and they tell you uh, that they don't believe in what you believe in. And then they want to say like, oh, everything is the same, we're all talking about the same thing. We're not. We come here with a very specific belief in Jesus Christ. We come here with a very specific belief in the Eucharist. We come here with a very specific belief in the Holy Roman Catholic Church. Then we hear in the next reading the uh, responsorial psalm. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May God bless us and may all the, uh, all the ends of the earth fear him. So God desires that all the ends of the earth fear him. And hopefully we all have an understanding of what that means. It's not that we are afraid of God. It's that we have this reverence, this awe before God, that we have some kind of humility to think, maybe God knows things better than I do. Maybe God's truth is better than my own truth that, I, that we tend to make up. Maybe God wanting me to walk upright is the real way to walk, and walking upside down is not the way. Then we hear in the second reading that just as you have obeyed God and now receive his mercy, because of their disobedience, so they now disobeyed in order that by, mercy, by the mercy shown to them, they too may receive mercy. God wants to be merciful to us. So even if we find ourselves walking upside down, God wants to turn us around. He wants to convert us. Every time we come to, into the Mass, we begin with the penitential rite, and we ask God for his forgiveness. It's a time for God to flip us back in the right direction. Now, sometimes we may sin gravely. We may miss Mass on a Sunday, or something else may happen to us throughout the week or throughout the month, and we may commit some grave and serious sin that causes us to flip upside down. We have a wonderful sacrament for that. What's it called? Yeah, reconciliation. So we can be reconciled to God, turned upright again before him. And now the, the gospel that I want to focus on, three things. Um, so this woman comes to him, and this is a gospel that is, I hope for you, difficult to hear, right? Jesus is calling this woman a dog. How do we make sense of this? Okay. So he says this Canaanite woman came out and called to him. I want to explain, first of all, the Canaanites. The Canaanites were, were Gentiles, and they were actually seen to be the most far away from God, which means they were doing some pretty horrific things in their life. They were worshiping idols, and one of the things that the uh, Canaanites actually did is they sacrificed their own children to the idols on the altar. I want you to hear it again. They sacrificed their own children on the altars for their gods. So Jesus is seeing that something, um, they're doing some really horrible things. And it's in this, this constant, this um, context that he says to her, 
that, I'm trying to find the line here. He says to her, it's not right to take the food of children and throw it to the dogs. Now notice he doesn't call her a dog, right? He says it's not, he's using an analogy. It's not right to take the food of children and throw it to the dogs. What he's saying is these Canaanites have become less than human. They're not living as humans. They're living as dogs. They're sacrificing children at their altars. They're worshiping pagan gods. They're doing horrible things with their life. So he's saying that, that these people are upside down. But what I love is this woman's faith, and Jesus loves it too. So first of all, she calls out to him and says, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. She knows Jesus is walking upright. Have pity on me, Lord. So she's calling him Lord and then son of David. Jesus is the inheritance of all the Jewish faith. And then she says, my daughter is tormented by a demon. So we don't really experience this too often in our country because a lot of our country is Christian so far. We're turning away very fast, but... In, in countries and societies where there are a lot more pagans and worshiping idols, Satan is kind of set loose. And so they experience a lot more possessions than we experience today in our world. Not that we don't, we still do. But they would experience a, a great deal. So she's saying to Jesus, my daughter is tormented by a demon. So one time she says, have pity on me, Lord, son of David. And then he says in reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So he's saying, right now, I'm focusing on Israel because I want Israel then to be able to go out to the whole world. But the woman does something remarkable. She does him homage. And that means she either knelt or laid down in front of him. And then she says a second time, Lord, help me. That's when he says, it is not right to take the food of children and throw it to the dogs. And I love this. She's so remarkable. A third time, please, Lord. And she says, for even dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. So she's saying that Jesus is Lord and, and her master. But even so cool, I think she says, even dogs, so even people that have been unfaithful to the Lord will take the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. What she's saying is, just give me a scrap, Lord. Just give me a little bit of grace. If you give me a little bit of grace, my daughter will be well. And then Jesus says to her, O oh woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Let it be done for you. As the Annunciation, the angel said to Mary. And the woman's daughter was healed from that hour. So the, the final thing I just want to focus on, I want you to think about, it could be ourselves too, times that we walk upside down, but her, perhaps there's people in your life right now that are walking upside down. And, you know, they're, they're, they may be telling you that you're walking upside down and uh, you need to walk upside down like them. We're called to help people to walk upright. And this could be 
people that you know that are away from the faith. This could be people that you know that are in really bad situations in your life. These could be any, any, anyone in our society or culture that is trying to convince us that walking on our heads is the way to walk. So many times parents come to me and they say, Father, I don't know what I did wrong with my children. I thought I taught them everything. I gave them the faith and they don't go to church anymore. And this is such a painful thing for parents. Well, I want you to think about this woman. She prayed for her daughter. She came to the Lord, and she asked him three times, Lord, to save my daughter, who has been possessed. Anytime we hear the number three in scripture, it usually is a, is a, is a number that means infinite. So three times is the number of of infinity. So Jesus fell how many times? Three times. So some theologians will say over and over and over he fell and yet he got back up. I would just encourage you to pray three times for your for your loved one. And by that I mean infinitely that you not give up on them. That you continue to intercede for the Lord, you continue to beg him to, to, to save the, the person you love, that you continue to ask him that we not only walk upright, but that we can help other people walk upright. And so as we are about to celebrate the Eucharist this moment, and we receive Jesus into us, when you leave the church today, you're going to go out into the world, and the world is going to try to flip you upside down. I just invite you to ask for his grace, that we may all walk upright before our God.